This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. What is up, my loves? It is Lala Kent on the Give Them Lala podcast with Randall. Here we are. I can't believe that we have a legend on the podcast today. She is best known for her role on Full House and then Fuller House. And she's also um, a part of my little tribe in sobriety. So we're going to keep this intro very short and sweeten oh you just gave it away it's my mom joke um we have jody sweeten yes we're gonna deep dive into all things jody i can't wait to pick her brain know what it was like to be a child star and what her journey has been in sobriety and helping others so so we have jody sweeten on today which we're both excited about because fuller house and full house was full house was my generation and Fuller House is your generation. Did you ever see Full House when you were younger? Yeah, of course. You, you saw Full House. Oh, yeah. But you had to be like zero or two years old. I, I think it came out before I was born, but I've definitely seen it. I'm a huge Olsen twin fan, so. Well, we are very excited to have Jody Sweeten today. She is a, a, a total legend on every level. I think, how old was she when she was on the original? I think she may have started at four or five. And now she today. She was definitely young. And today she is... Probably. Damn, I, I think she might be like in her 30s. late 30s. 30s. And that, you know what's amazing? To be on a TV show that was one of the biggest hits in television for whatever amount of years as a child, not even being able to remember it, you know what I mean? Because at four or five, what do you remember? And now being again, like reinvented in the same show. I don't, has that ever happened before? Um, I, I think it's really hard to recreate a show that has already existed and kind of do some sort of sequel to it. So when I saw Fuller House, I was actually shook at how good it was, how cute. I didn't even see it. It's that good. It's fun. Yeah, it's definitely cute. Well, I'm excited to have her on. I'm excited to have uh, this podcast today and, and to just celebrate your sobriety and her sobriety because this, this week, is your three year sobriety. Yep. I'm going to go with my girlfriends to celebrate three years on Friday. Again, it's it's one day at a time, but I fully intend on celebrating on Friday, my three years of sobriety. I've come a very long way. Um, Tonight, I'm finally getting to do the signing of my book, Give Them Lala, which is huge. I'm going to Thank you. I'm going to have uh, a little get together after with my girlfriends. Just it's it's a week of really celebrating you. the cool shit I've done. And I want to say something about your book. The fact that you launched your book in a time of a pandemic where there was no, you know, like interaction with your fans. I give you a lot of love and a lot of respect and I'm really proud of you. So kick ass tonight with your book signing party. It's going to be a big night for you. So you deserve it. Yeah. So I take off my hat to you. 
Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed last night's episode of Vanderpump Rules. We're going to cut to a short break and we will be back with Jody Sweeten. My days of panicking over gift giving are officially over and yours can be too. Thanks to Gift Mode on Etsy. I absolutely love this. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's super easy too. Just tap or click on Gift Mode on your Etsy app or at Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. I can't tell you how calming it is for me to see all of those ideas pop up on my screen. I recently had to find a gift for one of Ocean's little friend's birthdays, and I was tripping. Then I remembered, just use Etsy gift mode to shop for the creative kid. And I found the cutest handmade dress-up costumes, fabulous capes, and accessories. The capes were so cute that I even bought one for Ocean. Gift mode on Etsy is the best. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday gift for the reality TV fan, gift mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. You guys, it is finally shorts and t-shirt weather. My favorite kind of weather. Time to put the jackets and sweaters in the back of the closet where they belong. And if you're like me, I know you want to update your look for the summer, but you don't want to break the bank in the process. That's where Quince comes in. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking so chic all summer long. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at just $30. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all those savings on to us. I am wearing my Quince cashmere tee again today, and I have no shame. I got the cream color. It's so soft. It's so comfy. So chic. Almost as soft as the Quince waffle towels that I got to put in Palm Springs. We all are obsessed with those towels. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. We are back with Jody Sweeten. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm Randall loves thank a good you, clap. Thank you for yes. the round of applause. <laughs> so I have to say you obviously I grew up watching you on TV. And it's so crazy that my Wait a two. Second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop. No, right. we're gonna jump in, but I no, have to no. toot. I have to toot my guest's horn before we move oh. on, because. Oh, well, well, toot toot away, my friend. I'll toot take toot. Any day. <laughs> so then, my two stepkids. Not only are they obsessed with Full House, they're obsessed with Fuller House. Is it so crazy that you have a show that stands the test of time? You know, it really is. I know there have been a ton of reboots and, you know, some have been super successful and some kind of came and went. Um, but Fuller House was really one of the first of those, I think. And, and, and it was, that was really it was. a chance. You know, we pitched it to a lot of places and um, 
they were like, you know, we think there's an audience for this. And we, we knew it as, as cast members. We were like, you guys have to tap into this. Like there's such a huge audience out there. And I'm so grateful that something that I love to do that I've had so much fun doing that has been such a wonderful part of my life has connected with people in the way that it has, you know, full house is something, I mean, I, I'm so grateful for the fans and that I got to come back and do this as an adult. You know, I had sort of walked away and was in normal person land. You know, I was, I had a normal job and was just doing my deal. And then this opportunity came along. So it's been, it's been quite a wild ride. Wow. So when you say you had a normal person job, what was that? Uh, I was working in treatment. Uh, I worked at several treatment centers. I was a director of operations. So I had, you know, gone back to school and gotten uh, my um, certificate for drug and alcohol counseling. I was working in in drug and alcohol treatment. And I really thought my plan was going to be more moving into case management and becoming a therapist, um, which is still, that's the thing that I would probably love to do, you know, other than my acting. Um, Right. But I was a director of operations. I had, you know, a big staff of people under me and was trying to run the daily operations of a lot of uh, recovery houses. And, you know, it was fun and it was a challenge and it was something that I had never done before. And then, you know, I'll say when I was directing, I got to direct an episode of Fuller House. um, I realized how much more confidence I had because I had been in a position of kind of running something before. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just a lot of moving parts. Like I can do this. And it really, it was amazing to me. I was like, oh, I'm so grateful for that period of my life. That's I, amazing. I, I just want to say, first of all, you said you grew up on that show. Yes. I am old. I grew up on your show. Okay. <laughs> she was like zero. Okay. Now I know she's a fan because she does watch, she does watch uh, with my, uh, with, with our, her stepkids, Fuller you, House, she, yeah. does, she does watch it religiously. Like she is in there. She educated them. I love but, it. And by the way, I never thought like my nine year old, my, uh, sorry, my, my seven year old and my 11 year old would ever. And then they come home like we're watching Fuller House with Lala. And it's well, then like, I had to educate them and show them that the it original. was a show before. Right. And then they became obsessed right. with that. Yeah. yeah. They've got to get a little bit of the history. I mean, the thing about Fuller that was sort of nice that we tried to do was like, you could just start watching that show. Right. Anywhere. Without Anywhere. necessarily, like, it, it helps to have the background of the first eight seasons, but it wasn't necessary. It was Correct. Cast 100%. Whole, whole feel, but yeah. But what I like about Law is that she really does love, like, old school shit. Throwbacks. So, like, I'm she a likes throwback the throwbacks. So the fact that my kids are even educated now is just the coolest thing. <laughs> but I did grow up on your show. And, and And in 1987, I was, you know, rocking at, at like 16 years old, 17 years old. So I was in it to win it when you like were, what, zero? Like three on that show? How old were you when you started? <laughs> I started uh, I started that show when I was, I just turned five. 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 Yeah, that's so what I, I thought. Five, yeah. So tell me, tell me, because obviously I've been in the business a, a long time now, not not from when I was five. What is it like to be on a show for eight years or, or whatever it was, and then another five years? Like, when you walk down the street at that age, do people know you everywhere? Was it like that kind of mayhem of celebrity? Yeah, when I was younger, like when yeah, the show, that's I'd what, say in like the fifth, sixth season, it got real, like it was everywhere. And right. then, you know, when Fuller House came out, I mean, we did such a huge launch. Yeah. Uh, we were traveling all over the place. And then, you know, subsequent seasons, we traveled to Japan and we did, you know, we did a lot of stuff. And it's, it is crazy. I mean, it's crazy to, it's crazy to go to a foreign country <laughs> and get in a cab in Japan and watch 
your, uh, yourself wow. on the TV in the cab dubbed over in Japanese. Wow, and, and that would Japanese be crazy. Fans like literally sleeping at your hotel. Like it's yeah, that's you know, nuts. that kind of stuff to me is is that's wild nuts. when I think about it. Of course, I don't live like some fancy crazy life. I like my my normal life totally, and so it's just funny to me when I'm like, oh my god, people know who I am. That's so weird, <laughs> right? Like you have kind of an out of body experience, and you're like, what is life? I'm really confused. So at five oh, years no. old, you start on this show. You know, at that point in time, that's when most kids, I would say, five is when they, like, start playing teacher, you know, whatever they've seen. They play dolls. When did you know, like, I want to be creating characters and be on TV? Like, did it just fall in your lap? I was, like, three years old when I told my mom I wanted to be on on TV. I used to call the people on TV modelers, and I would say, Mommy, I want to be a modeler. I really want to be a modeler. (laughs) Um, And I was... You know, I was the kid that, you know, would run into the room of adults with a harmonica and start playing some little made up song and sing for everyone and then be like, and thank you. And, you know, exit the room. Uh, You know, I pushed my way to the front of my first dance recital because uh, apparently I thought that the girls in the front were just not bringing it up to snuff. Right. Um, So, you know, if my mom saw things like this and she saw, you know, I was extremely luckily bright for my age. I mean, I was reading, fully reading by the time I was three years old. Um, I could read books, I could do all that. So, you know, when I was auditioning and stuff, I was a four-year-old who could walk into a room and hold the script and read it. And, um, you know, there were not many kids at that age that could do that. So I loved it from the beginning. It was always something I wanted to do. I loved to perform. And being somebody who's brain works like you know in hyperdrive most of the time i needed a lot going on uh i loved excitement and change and creativity and all of that so it really was i think for me the perfect place to to come of age right um and you know it, it brought with it its difficulties too well, i was gonna you know, say i was you're like the normal existence but but when you were 10 11 and you're at the height of of your fame for that show right which i assume right. is like uh, 10 to 12 you were like thriving yeah. you walked out I mean where are the where do the difficulties lie there because being a 10 year old like for my daughter being an 11 year old you know we go to the mall and the, the, the biggest conflict she'll see or the biggest weirdness she'll see is people will come up to Lala or they'll come up to me and say oh my god we like you or we're fans of that show or whatever right. but to, to be the person at 11 years old where they're coming up to right. that's gotta be right. just awkward on every level is it not or are you mean, getting used to it yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, it's funny because as, as outgoing as I am, I'm, uh, you know, I definitely can be an introvert. I definitely right. like, you know, growing up, there were times when it was like, oh, my God, I wish like I just want to blend into the wallpaper. I right. just want to mm-hmm. be right. in the background, you know, because every new class that I went into or new school that I went into or, you know, went to the mall, it was like never you know, I couldn't go, you can't go out to eat with your family and not have someone interrupt you while you're in the middle of eating. Totally. Right. The thing was, as a kid, it was really hard because I didn't, I I don't know. And I guess even as an adult, like I said, I just, I'm like relatively ambivalent and sort of unimpressed by celebrity and, and fanciness and all of that. So like, it's just so crazy to me when, when people come up and I'm like, Oh my God, like, 
it's it's weird. And as an 11 year old kid, I don't think you can really process sort of yeah. that loss of privacy. Correct. Yeah, and I, but I will say I am forever grateful that I grew up in the era before smartphones. Correct. Um, Thank God. Thank I hated God. as a, I hated as a kid. It was one of the things, and still to this day, when paparazzi do it, it's. One of the weirdest things is when someone's taking your picture when you're just trying to exist. Yeah. Um, and it feels so invasive. And I remember feeling like that as a kid, feeling like there were times when I was like, I don't want to be on, you know? Right. Um, but also knowing and being so incredibly grateful for those people and hearing those stories and seeing people that the show meant so much to, I felt that as a kid, you know, at being a very empathic, sensitive kid. Like I, I took that on. Wow. And so I knew almost that there was like this big responsibility of what this show meant to people. Right. You and I was like that. so grateful for that. Right. Um, but I also had times when I was like, I just want to like walk into a room and like slip in and not have every kid in the room go like, Oh, you know, right. Like that had to be like, what, yeah, what a conflict weird. to battle as an 11 year old where you're like, I just want to be normal. But then you have people that are like, your show is changing my life. It's like, yeah. and you want to be able to say, I don't want all of this. That's cut. Like, I just want to do my art. Right. And, you know, I don't know that at that age that it even felt like that. I think sometimes it's, it, too, is almost more uh, reflective when I think about it. At the time. Right. You were just, just in it. You were just in it. At the time, it was just my existence. I didn't, yeah. you know, for me, 5 to 13 was when I was on Full House. And so that was like my formative years, right? That was all of my of elementary and middle school years. So I don't really have a whole ton of life and memories before these people were were in my life, and before that was just sort of what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I don't think left, it was really when, until I was an adult that I was like, "Oh, I see those feelings," and I, and and seeing where that pleasing and you know all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I can talk to you guys about this. You know, this journey of of getting through life and sobriety and all that kind of stuff. But I think as an adult, you reflect on it and like, oh, I see where this desire to, I just want to make everyone happy because that's my role. And that's yeah. my, you know, my, my job where that came into play. Um, and at the same time, like having an awesome childhood, you know, I was surrounded by love. Our cast was amazing. Let's go to the White House for, for right. functions. And <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better, Bob Saget. Like, I really, I had this these amazing things too. Yeah. So it wasn't like somehow I hated it and just like plugged through it. It was what made me feel alive, and I never feel more at home than I do when I'm on set. Was, right. Was, um, when but, you, you know, when, when, when you realize, like, oh yeah, not everybody went through that. It, you know, you realize you have a very different perspective of life. Yes, one hundred percent. When the show when the show ended, this is a question. When you're thirteen years old and you've been in this crazy machine, you know, big mm-hmm. publicity machine. Bit, you know, you're at a studio every day taping. Right. You know, your life is the, the the farthest thing from normalcy, but it was your norm. Right. What happens when it all gets quiet for a minute? You know, when you're thirteen years old. I mean, is it easy to adjust into the next transition? I mean, there's definitely an adjustment period, but I think at that point, you know, I was just starting high school and I I was really fortunate in that our producers worked with us as kids to make sure that we were able to, if we wanted to, attend normal school. Oh. Um, And it also worked out really well for me because I grew up in Orange County, so we had a bit of a commute. So the producers were like, look, we can't work the kids that long anyway on rehearsal days. 
just come in, it'll, you know, at noon, it'll be less traffic, you'll get here at one, we'll rehearse the kids' scenes, and then you go home. So I was fortunate in that by the second season when we moved, or the third season when we moved to a four-day work week, I was in school all day Mondays, and then half days, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then Thursdays and Fridays, I was schooled exclusively on set for tape days. But I still had, a, I got to do a lot of the normal pieces. Yeah. So I'm always grateful for that because I, I do know that again, in that regard, I had a different experience than a lot of kids in this business in that they had no access and kind of quote unquote real life mm-hmm. um, experiences. You know, I, I had a little bit of both and I'm always so grateful for that because I, I, I lived a really grounded normal life in that regard. You know, it wasn't, I, I never was, was, you know, I, I just I grew up around normal people and I liked it that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Were, were either of your parents in the arts? No, no. Um, my mom, you know, she was a stay at home mom with me, but she had been, gosh, everything from a, you know, school bus driver to a secretary, uh, wow. you know, down in Long Beach Harbor. My dad was a, a superintendent of a gypsum plant, which is where we get drywall from. Oh, my uh, God. He worked there for like 47 years. Um, my dad's quite a bit older, has, uh, has adult children as well. But yeah, he was a blue collar worker, worked down at Long Beach Harbor. Um, it came from Oklahoma post depression era, like wow. was a migrant farm worker at yeah. 12, 13 in the and Central here Valley. Comes, you know, here comes like, this kid with a I came huge from, personality. I from a real normal uh, family. And, and I'm so grateful for that. I learned a hell of a work ethic too. From of both course. Parents, so. Zero dollar delivery fees. I bet that made you listen. Yes, I said $0 delivery fees. That's what you get when you dash pass by DoorDash. And if you don't know what dash pass is, I'm about to change your world. Dash pass is an exclusive membership that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders along with members only deals and discounts. Dash pass is the most affordable way to get food from your favorite restaurants or groceries or whatever else you need delivered right to your front door. DashPass basically pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for just $9.99 per month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part, zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless, and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no glue manis, and press-on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique underlash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. 
The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days to cure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press-On Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. So how soon after, you know, you, you wrap filming this show that has been a huge part of your existence mm-hmm. and... Did you turn to, if you don't mind me asking, drugs and alcohol? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it was, you know, look, there was this convergence also of like all of the peak things of early teenagehood coming together, right? Which was hormones, which was, oh my God, I'm in high school now. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know if I can. Yeah, you can yes, you're care. good. Yeah, we don't but you know, you're like fucking cool, man. Yeah. Here we go. I'm gonna. Be, I know everything now. And you're 13. And like now that I have a 13 year old, I'm like, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> like, I got nothing. I was such a fucking child. Um, you know that combined with the normal identity crisis of most 13 year olds, which is who do I want to be? Let me try on these different right. personas and people and friend groups and all of that. And then I had something that most kids don't have, which is I lost my job. I lost Mm. my everyday routine existence for eight years in a rather sudden way. You know, full house. We we didn't have very long. I think it was like the last three weeks we knew we were getting canceled. So we didn't even go into the season knowing it. We thought it was going to get picked up and it didn't. And there was back and forth. Maybe WB would. So it was kind of a sudden loss. But it was also at the same time like, oh, I can just start this new chapter. But what I soon found was everyone expected me to be Stephanie Tanner. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let's just be the least Stephanie Tanner-like that we can to Mm. prove a point. Oh, you had a rebellious phase. But it was kind of the same shit as everybody else was doing. Right, because you were in high school. But you were in high school. You were in high school, so it was like, like you said, the convergence was like, it was just the perfect timing of exactly. you lost it's your the, job. The normal shit that starts anyway, and, and then, then add it, on like this extra layer and it of just goes, a real interesting yeah. life shift for someone <laughs> who doesn't have the emotional capacity to really even think about it at that age. Correct. Correct. So you start, you start this rebellious phase of like, I'm right. not fucking Stephanie Tanner. I'm Jody. Right. And it was it was like I'll I'll be just as bad as you. I'll do the same stupid shit you do. But you know, it's different when when it's you. You know, and I remember my mom always saying, like, people are, will always be watching. Yes. People will always be watching. And that's like kind of a shitty mentality to grow up with. Um, although I think now in the age of social media, I think most of our kids feel that way anyway. <laughs> that's um, true. But you know, I it was it always was different. It wasn't just like, oh, that, you know freshman girl got drunk at a party was dude did you see joey sweeten the goal of stephanie tanner get drunk at that party (laughs) totally you know it was a thing and so i think i found that thing that just made me feel like i didn't give a shit okay i can totally relate to that alcohol yeah um i finally was like oh wait here's the key to where i can feel like 
I don't give a shit. I don't, you know, nothing matters. I don't care about your judgment of me. You know, all of that kind of stuff that, thank God at 39, I now have, you know, worked through and processed and actually have, but yeah, 13, it was, you know, that was the thing. So you started drinking at 13, I mean, full alcoholic at 13, 15, when did it get to the point where it's unmanageable? I would say by 15 or 16, I do remember at one point there was a, a moment when I said to my mom, I was like, I think I'm an alcoholic. Wow. And of course at 15 or, wow. you know, 16, and I was drunk when I was saying it. So, you know, like, <laughs> I I think my mom was probably like, what the fuck you are? You're just being an idiot. Right. You know, um, but I think at an early age, I always knew, and I know so many people in sobriety talk about this. You know, alcohol did something different for me mm-hmm. than it did for other people. Right. I didn't react to it. Like my friends would get drunk, but then they're like, "Oh, I'm, that's it." And that's, I like like, no, that's like me. That's like me. That's like me. Yeah. Like when I'm done, I'm like, you know, Saturday I wake up, I'm like, I never need to drink for like months. You know. Yeah. Whereas right. me, I would wake up and I'd be like, "Where are the Bloody Marys? Where right. our eyes are right. open? Why are we not drinking? Yes. <laughs> you know." Right. So at what point right. did did it it spiral so into something? 15, 16, correct. Is when it spiraled into something it more? It started getting worse then. I got sober the first time when I was 18. Wow. Uh, I started uh, I started college, and I did not get off to a great start that freshman <laughs> semester. Um, I talk about it in my book. I had a, a 0.9 GPA, which oh, is my God. really hard to get <laughs> under a 1.0, but I did it. Um, yeah, you, that's just, I like, I didn't do anything. What school? What school? drink and party like I all of a sudden had this freedom and I my parents knew this about me and they're like you have to come home on weekends okay come home on weekends so I was like well shit that really cuts into my partying time (laughs) but now I've got Monday through Thursday and like that was so we really got to live it up Monday through Thursday Wow. And what what school were you at at this time whatever you know and and then I knew at at some point like it just got to a place where I was like oh I I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like it really, you know, I was 18 and I was like, yeah, I am not like most of these other people here drinking. Like this is getting serious. And, you know, it wasn't easy to get sober at 18 starting college. I remember rushing a sorority and then I was like, what am I doing? One, I don't like hanging out with like these kind of people. And two, like the fuck am I going to do in a sorority? It's all I do, you know? And it's not all they do, but like, at that time, it's a, at that a time. part of it, right? Yeah. It's a part of that college experience. And I was like, well, I don't want to do this. I was really uncomfortable. So, you know, it was a struggle. And, and there's been lots of back and forths in my, in my sobriety journey. But I always say, like, it started for me then. And I'm so grateful because it planted those seeds of, of thought in my head that it could be different. Yes. So every time I would go back out to do more research or say fuck it and go get loaded, <laughs> it, the, those those things and those people were always in my head of like, hey, well, you know, that's you do that, but like, just remember this, you know. And totally. Like, oh, wow, it's not when, when, when was your last? When when was your last time out? Were you? That was it. Uh, oh gosh. Well, I, my last drink was. Oh God! It's been eleven years now. Oh wow! God, that's amazing. No, no. Has it been eleven years? <laughs> March twenty ten years. March twenty eleven. So that, that was my last. Wow. Drink. So well, my, I had had my last drink long before then. 
Um, but like I, I had gone out on uh, somas at one point and was uh, for like three weeks. It was like I got in a car accident. Things went bad. I did that. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is fucked up. So, um, yeah. So that was, you know, I, I just something changed for me at that point where it right. was like, oh, OK, <laughs> this That's- is different. And, you know, and the, the, the journey of sobriety for me, it's like not about. And, and anymore about arriving at this destination of like, here I am. Now I'm, it's like, oh, this is just the constant work, right? The, the totally questioning ourselves. Of course. I, I am approaching, of course, it's always one day at a time. I'm approaching my uh, three-year birthday. And, you know, there's, there's so many moments where I think, what did I do right in the time that I was drinking for my rock bottom to look so differently than a lot of people that I sit in rooms with. And, you know, they do the work every day. And, you know, some of these people have 24 hours under their belt. Some of these people have 24 years under their belt. And, you know, to me, it's it's so humbling because it's it's the same. We are all one drink away from having everything go wrong. So it's. I, I look at yeah, you I, and like I always, you know, people be like, "Hey, you want to drink?" I'm like, "No, no, I don't think anybody here wants to get arrested tonight." So. That's what yeah. she says. I'm like, she says, "I'll burn down your restaurant." Like, if you want your restaurant burned down, no. Were I to start drinking now, it would be balls to the wall. It's like it would be, you know, because I was looking, like, "What's the point of a glass of wine? I want a bottle." I'm that's, like, "Oh, that's this yeah, one." Most people don't think like that. Yeah, most <laughs> people don't think like that. No, normal people are like had a stressful work day. They have a glass of wine. They go to bed. Me, we are off to the races. And Mm, oh yeah, we're winding up somewhere, possibly (laughs) Vegas, Miami. Who knows? With you know, like I mean, I've done one way tickets to places and been like, "When are you going?" I'm like, "I don't know." Who knows? Who does that? You know what I mean? And it was the constant chase. And I think throughout my thirties. Uh, I also, and, and, and the pandemic too. I mean, I'll be really honest. It was awful and it was really hard, but in some ways it forced us all, forced me particularly to slow down. Totally. Yep. And start reevaluating me and the pieces of me and what pieces of me are at the forefront and what my priorities are and all of these things that I realize, you know, sometimes when I stay busy, I can just distract myself from yes. that. Yeah, you get to you get to have time by yourself. What's working? What's not working? You know, we were stuck by ourselves, and right, so right. I had a similar Me experience. And my it was really there's so, so much going on. <laughs> so much going on, <laughs> it, it, like a freaking roller coaster. Like you just right. talking yourself into all of these thoughts. So I I can relate to you saying that during quarantine. So. Then flash forward to you pick up when you said your oldest is 14, correct? 13. She just turned 13 in April. Yep. And then you're a teenager. And my younger daughter, Beatrix, is uh, she just turned 11. So that's got to be so. First of all, you just said you were. How old did you say you were? You dropped it. 39. That I'm shaking in my Nikes because I like you. You look like a, a child. You look good, girl. Good for you. I mean, you look amazing. Well, I, look like a t- I literally like showered. I put no makeup on. I apologize. Uh, it's you know just me in the face. No, but, never apologize. Uh, so, I mean, what are your? People are like, what have you done for your skin? I'm like, I don't know. I smoked for years. I did a lot of hard drugs. <laughs> and, like, don't wear sunscreen. I don't know. I like. 
Good genetics. Yeah, you good got great genetics. genetics. What uh, What do your kids think about? Like, do they watch your show? Like, what do they think about this? I'm so no. curious. No desire. My kids are, for the most part, relatively unimpressed with the fact that I'm on a show. I think really the thing that they liked most about coming to set was craft service. They yes. didn't give a shit about what I was doing. Right. Yes. They were just like, "Ooh, sushi on a Friday." Uh, <laughs> well, I'd be impressed you know. by that craft services um, too. I usually see bananas they, and Doritos. They, they enjoy the perks of it sometimes, for sure. But it's also, you know, at, at the same time, it's hard for them when I when I have to travel. My younger one, you know, when I have to go away for three weeks to do a TV movie or whatever, she hates it. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they're just like, oh my god, this is it's so weird. But it's also always been their existence. Well, not entirely, because m- most of the time. That I have, you know, I have my kids, and they were pretty young when I started back to Fuller House and doing all of that. Right. So, you know, they had some experience of like just normal life, you know, one yeah. bedroom apartment we're all sharing. Yeah. And, you know, now they've gotten to see some of the fun perks of this. So I think they like that for sure. But, at the, you know, at the end of the day, I'm mom, I have rules, I yell at them. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so not cool. It doesn't matter. Like, blah, blah, blah. You just told me to clean my room. I hate you. So, right. Yeah. That's most of what let it me, is. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, five years, you come back, you're, you're, the show comes back, everybody's older, everybody's more grown up now. It's ex- Bob Saget's a friend of mine. It's it's just the whole thing's awesome. Well, I mean, I just think, I you know, I have a show power on, on, on stars and a lot of spinoffs and you know, we've never come back. We're just still doing. But I've just right. tried to, before you came on, I tried to think about like, wow, fast forward seven, eight, nine years, how exciting that has to be to bring back the family and go back and do yeah. it again. W- what is the most fun part about you being back? Besides the fact that you're old enough to appreciate it probably now, what what else is uh, fun about that, it? Yeah, I appreciated it when I was young, but I think having like had things as a kid and built up that and then not having things and being right. like, you know, like right. I said, Real life. one bedroom apartment with two kids wow. and, you know, trying to figure it out and do all that. Like, and then being able to kind of come back and then being in a pandemic, you know, all of those things have given me perspective yeah. that I wouldn't have had, had it been difficult or, or not difficult rather, right. but coming back with all of these people who we've stayed friends for, I mean, we've all been, super close wow. for 35 years oh my wow. gosh that's amazing I mean, other than my parents i don't have a lot of memories with anyone else in my life for besides longer them. than i do the full house cast yeah. that's really neat. and we've always stayed in in touch you know sometimes we're together more than others but we've always done dinners on a regular basis we've always talked to each other i mean bob and john are like brothers literally Wow. Dave and Bob knew each other since they were 19. I mean, look, you know, it's just there's so many there's so much love in that family and coming back was like it's like a reunion. Like, Wait, you get to come back and have fun and like play with our friends and 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 make a show yeah. and, and do this all over again. And like, now you get to see you have new kids that are a part of the show where you know they are where you once were. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was really close with um, Elias, the that played Max yeah. on the show, because he was about my age. He was the the one that was the middle kid, yeah. about my age that I was when he started, and and thirteen when he had, you know, all of that. And he and I just connected, and I really understood that. And it is, it's such a different thing to be the adult in the room now and be the one that, <laughs> right. 
you know, along with Candace and Andrea sort of felt like we're responsible for yep. the tone of this set and how this works and how these kids are treated wow. and how, you know, and how we work. Things have um, changed. And we just brought that family of Full House right to that and to those kids. The kids were a part of the family, you know. I miss my, them terribly. My oh, question. I'm so proud. One's off at college. It was, you know. Oh, my like, gosh. Did, did you film at, or tape or whatever it, film tape it in the same studio that you did the original? did oh we my actually, god um we well the first six seasons of full house we were on the sony lot in culver city yeah then the last two years we moved over here to warner brothers okay and um we were on stage 24 <laughs> for those last two years wow um and when we first the first season of our show we were on a different set actually we were on a, a smaller one and we had trailers outside and all stuff the second season, we got to come back, and we came back to stage 24 to the dressing rooms no. of, like, the little two-story apartment dressing rooms yeah. that they had built on set. We were the first ones in them. Wow. Um, wow. And now, you know, I had Dave Coulier's old room. <gasps> Candace had Bob's old room. Oh, my gosh. You know, that's like, amazing. Uh, Elias had my like. The schoolroom was now this, but we knew, I mean, All I grew places. up in those hallways. I knew every inch of that set. I could go walk it in my sleep. That's so cool. And That's cool. So cool. That's really back neat. there again. And then, and also getting to say goodbye on that set again. Wow. Um, Wait, tell me about the, tell me about the season finale. What, what was that day like? And what was that final <laughs> bow like? You know, it was, it was hard, but in a way, it was easier for me the second time only because the first time as a 13 year old girl, I had this fear that I'd never see these people again mm. and that this was it and that that family was done and I had no connection to them anymore. This time I got to say goodbye to my family of 35 years in a way that was like, we did it again. I'll see you guys soon. You know, right. but but it was also heartbreaking because, again, we had built another family of, you know, it's not just the cast, it's your crew. And our yeah. crew was so amazing. Every department. I loved them all. I was friends with them all. Like, I dearly enjoyed being with these people so much of my life. And it's hard to say goodbye to that. Mm. But it, it, it was just a different perspective of, of like, I'm I'm just in shock that we got to do this again for yeah. five years. You know, yeah. amazing. It's like it's like it, it would feel like hitting the lottery twice. You know, because it's hard enough to have a show on the air for a year, let alone a hit epic show that stands the test time twice. Comes back right. twice. It's like hitting the lottery yeah. twice. Yeah. But so I, I can tell in your the way you talk about it, you have such an appreciation, and then the second time around, it's like. I really got to like because as a child you might have never got to understand the level. You know what I mean? It, except you got to do it as right. an adult. It just it's, it's your existence. It's the only one you've ever correct. known. You're normal. You're correct. like this is just this is what it is. <laughs> like I get up, I go to half day of school, I you know get lunch in the car, <laughs> I work on my lines, and I show up to my job and go home and do homework in the car, and you know. But but this normal. but like, this time I this time I could tell you really soaked it all up the, the five years and I think that's really neat and and I it, I really did I really yeah. I really really did you know I stood in that I, I remember walking onto remember walking onto the set the very first time and uh, looking at the house again and 
it was exactly like walking into your old house that you grew up in. Wow. And you notice the little changes. You're like, oh, the alcove's bigger. Oh, that's different. Oh, they <laughs> put a laundry room there when that was just an exit. Oh, they did the, you know, oh, this, this <coughs> counter wasn't this big. Yeah. Or what, like the things that you absolutely know about your childhood home. Wow. And walking into that again, um, it was a like, it's a really incredibly emotional moment. And wow. the cast went over there together. Oh, wow. To go see the set for the first time um, right after our very first table read. Uh, at Warner Brothers, and we all decided to walk over there together as a group, and it was like it was magical. We all had tears running down our face. How could you, know, you not walk back in the home? Okay, who is who is the who's the softest of the cast on the last day? Who who? I mean, I know you all were emotional. like who loses who it? Who lost it? Who lost it the most? Like who? I did. Wow. It was it was, it was really wow. interesting because. I'm not. You a come super across tough, person. yeah, Jody. You come across she tough. Does. You come across tough. So like. But you are the softest. For sure. I am not, like, I'm not an emotional person. I'm not, like, I'm a, I'm a tough nut to crack in that regard. Like, it's not, I'm like, oh, that's too bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, but, but at the same time, incredibly empathetic. Yeah. And, 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 like, I feel stuff really deeply. So I think it comes out because I'm like, nah, this is, I gotta keep it all up. Yeah, too much. Um, But Candace had been crying, like, the two weeks before. Andrea was crying all that week. Like, and there were moments for sure that we got like emotional together during that whole week. But man, when I went out to shoot that last scene, oh, uh, oh. I could barely say my lines. Oh, and afterwards, I just, I just sobbed. I really cried. And I remember Elias, I, I went right to him because he was just a wreck. Oh. And I remember that. I remember that wow. as a kid. And I just stood there and hugged him and held him and, you know, and just sobbed and wow. cried like i've all the pictures from that night i'm just <laughs> right and it was it was um it was sadness uh, uh, that i'm not gonna get to do this every day because i just I, I again i loved the routine of it i was so yeah. happy there um but it was also just this immense wave of gratitude yeah um that's that great. I got to do that and experience that and travel with this family to Japan and go do that and travel with them here and go, you know, I just was, I was crying because I thought, wow, what a life, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like yeah. I, every time that I think I know how it's going to be and this is going to be what it is forever. It is. Right. And that's a great thing. And it's also a painful thing, right? Is that, you know, the only constant in life is change. Right. Uh, but standing there, it just, I, I felt so much. And my kids were there and oh. my parents were there and, you know, Candace's family and Andrea's family and these parents and, 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 you know, aunts and uncles in, in the original cast and people that had grown up with us now with my kids, now with our kids, now with our parents, like, it wow. was a generational right. moment. Oh, I would have lost set. my mind and too. I, and and I, I think I would be hard pressed to say that there are very many shows like that. No, I'll agree with you. No, doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. And, 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 and to have a set where it's, you literally have three generations of, of family yeah. that all know each other. Bob, you know, my, they all know my parents and Andrea's and Candace's parents and our kids and, you know, 
it was like a family reunion every Friday night on tape nights. Everybody's husbands and kids and this and that. Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. That was yeah. that was what I loved. That energy. It was wonderful. It was wonderful to watch and a, a really special thing to be a part of. And I knew it. But you know, it's it's even on my movies. It, you, all the things you just discussed, I get like a little feeling of that every movie I make. Like. You know, you're, you're, you know, two, three months of pre-production, three months of shooting. It's like an eight-month thing. You get to know people, yeah. Right, but what you're talking about is decades of friendship, right. of growing up, of evolving. And with your so, movies, sometimes, you know, it's like you don't shoot with the same people every day. No, I mean, this no. was a cast that right. they were shooting you, together. You do create this little no, bond. You create, and yeah. I yeah. say this business, you know, I love it. We're a bunch of carnies. Oh, really? hundred, hundred, we, by the way, I, I, Jody, I say that to everybody. We are exactly that. We come into town, we set up the tents, we put on the show, <laughs> and then it's over. And it's like, you, you know, sometimes you get to go back with the same people, but not always where your situation you're talking about decades of friendship, of growing, of seeing each other have families, and then getting to do it again for five more years. That is a blessing at the highest level. I, I really, yeah. you're a lucky, lucky person. <laughs> no, it's, I it's am neat. for many, many reasons. And, <laughs> and, I, no, and I don't forget yeah. it. You know, gratitude, like we learn in sobriety, but just in general, like looking around and being grateful for what I have. And then turning that into uh the, the fight and the passion that I have for others. You know, yeah. I really, um, I know I've been really lucky in a lot of ways and, um, you know, I, I don't take that for granted any, any, at any moment. You can definitely tell you, you are amazing to talk to. I'm so appreciative Thank that you. you took time to be on yeah. our podcast. Very, very. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. So nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, no, this was great. I really enjoyed it. And I think that people were all fans of, of this show, whether you're old like me and you're fans of both versions or you're nostalgic like Lala, you're fans of both versions. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Those ni- you know, it's the 90s kids. Exactly. Like, like 80s, 90s kids. Of yeah. course. Yes. I'm, a ni- I'm a 90s yeah, bitch. <laughs> My boyfriend's older than I am. He's 51. And so we have that. Say- There's like just enough of an yeah. age gap sometimes where he's like, yeah, no, I wasn't into that. I'm like, what? You didn't know about, you know? Like, we like, yeah, that was everything. And he's like, yeah, no, I was kind of old for that. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like your age is showing. Yep, there's the gap. Didn't right. realize yeah. it until Anything now. Anything from like Nickelodeon, are you afraid of the dark? All that things like, yeah, that's, no. that's I was like 21 already at drinking, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. We hope to talk to you soon. You, you're awesome. Yes. Thank yes. you, my love. Thank you, Jody. Absolutely. Thank you, you guys. It All was right. a pleasure. Bye, babe. Bye. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.